to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host the ice man jeff trunnipole and as always i'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of the afc north champion and almost sold out for the entire season cincinnati bengals so if you have not got your season tickets yet me and ace are just talking about this off the air you better get in there quick because they're going fast. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I love you guys. I'm up to 1,507 subscribers on YouTube. That is awesome. YouTube is blowing up. Podcast is starting to blow up. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors about sports with Strawberry Ice. If you're watching on Facebook or Twitter, go to the YouTube channel. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew. If you got any questions for Ace or me, Give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. That way I'll make sure I'll read your question. 
And I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, we're going to have a fun football Friday show. I got to get to my man Ace because he's got a date night with his wife. So we got to get him in and get him out. Happy, happy wife, happy life. Hey, Ace, what's up? What's going, going on, brother? brother? Good, Pretty man. good, bro. Likewise. Yeah, exactly. Like we were just talking about, dude. The, if you guys have not gotten season tickets yet, dude, <laughs> it's selling out quick. Facts. They are seriously starting to talk about having a uh, waiting list, which I'm, dude, like I said before, I'm like, really? The Bengals are going to have a waiting list for season tickets? That is awesome. Definitely. It's big for the city, man. I mean, this past year was amazing. And so we already knew, like, if they, put out a good product on the field, our fans are going to support. So that's that's all we were waiting for. So it's not a shock to me whatsoever. Absolutely, man. I mean, I've, I've said that forever. I mean, Cincinnati will support a winner. And, I mean, I wish the Reds would pay attention to that too. But that's beside the point. And they're not even playing baseball right now. But, hey, don't worry. Rob Manford, the clown prince, he's, he's there, you know, negotiating today. So I'm sure everything will get figured out. I doubt it. Anyway, we're here to talk about some football. Now, you had a really cool video this week about Tyron Smith and your thoughts of maybe the Bengals possibly trading for him. And you got some other guys. So I'll let you speak on Tyron Smith and the other guys you were talking about, too. Yeah, like so for me, the one thing that I was looking at was obviously we know free agency is coming up. Uh, but the one thing that I wanted to look into was kind of like trade targets, right? And I went down this rabbit hole and I found this article from Scott Pioli, who used to be an executive. And it was really about how trades kind of come to fruition uh, in the NFL, right? And he talked about, you know, technically there's usually like some kind of relationship that a player and a coach may have that they're looking at if they don't, if they need more insight and and want to make a trade. They have to trust it, right? They have right. to be familiar with somebody. So generally it's going to be a coach that's either – you know, has some kind of contact with this kid or has contact contacts with people in other organizations. The other thing is a lot of teams actually try to target guys that are on expiring contracts like a Tyron Smith because they want to try to get ahead and beat everyone to the race to try to sign him. Right. 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 Uh, one example that he talked about was Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. They went mm -hmm. and traded for Jimmy G before he was a free agent because they wanted to be able to secure him and not worry about the price being driven up or worrying about him going somewhere else. And so when I took all of those factors, when you talk about cap casualties, expiring contracts, um, just guys that have relationships with them, teams that they've traded with, Tyron Smith just kind of stood out. And it was right. it was kind of crazy, not just him, but there were several other players. But when I looked into it, I started to see like people talk about, you know, are they potentially going to trade Tyron Smith? you know, this season, because right. he's been a player that has been an all pro, but with Dallas having the cap issues with them, having um, some youth coming in behind him and Terrence Steele, they may actually be looking to deal him, even though he's not really like washed up or anything like that. And so that's where it kind of started. And I was like, well, you know, Frank Pollock used to be the offensive line coach there. If he's going to go out and get a guy, He's going to probably get guys from the Jets or the Cowboys, someone he's familiar with. Right. And I looked at it and I was like, man, this just makes a lot of sense on so many different levels, because when you look at free agency and everyone talks about Teron Armstead and I, I have nothing against Teron yeah. Armstead, but you look at how much he's going to cost mm -hmm. and some of the concerns with him where people are talking about his health and stuff like that. And then I just kind of said, all right, well, let me compare 
both of these guys. And okay, we could either sign Tyron Armstead or we can get Tyron Smith. So Tyron Smith, we already know he's an elite Hall of Fame caliber tackle, right? His issue right. has just been he only played 11 games last year and then he only played two the season before that. And then he's got a bunch of 15 games, 15 games, but he hasn't played a full season in about seven seasons. That's one of the reasons that Dallas would want to walk away from him, right? Especially well, that's, with them that's one of the issues. issues. That's one of the issues with Armstead too, is health wise too. That's exactly one of the people brought up for me on that. So, good. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. why. And then when you look at it too, they're the same age. And a lot of people are going to look at Tyron Smith and on a surface level, if you just see age 31, you assume that he's going to be 32 when the season starts, right? He doesn't right. turn 32 until December, right? And then I'm digging in more and I'm listening to Cowboys insiders and all of the fans are like, no, he's not bad. Like he's still the same level. And you look at the PFF grades, it's still elite, right? Mm -hmm. right. Uh, but, you know, for other reasons, they may move away from him. And then I look at Tyron Armstead and it's like, all right, one guy is on a contract that he signed eight years ago that still has – or six years ago that still has two years on it. He's making $13.5 and this is like an elite tackle that you're getting for that price. And when I look at it, when you look at Armstead, you're going to have to pay him $26 million. Tyron mm -hmm. Armstead is like, number one, he's not better than Tyron Smith, and we're right. just talking about straight-up football player, mm -hmm. and he's definitely not worth that much, right? So then you get down to the question of how much would you have to give up for him? I think people initially just thought that I was saying, hey, give 31 to the Cowboys for Tyron I mean, for Tyron Smith. And I'm like, no, I wouldn't do that. I'm like, if you look at the just the market in general and you look at the deals, the Bengals have done plenty of deals with Dallas, too, by the way. We've seen yep. little small trades and stuff like that. But when you look at it, if you're an agent or if you're the Bengals and you're going into it and you just saw Trent Williams, I, regardless of the circumstances, I understand it was different and stuff like that. Third and a fifth. There's no way that that goes to one mm -hmm. for somebody mm -hmm. like Tyron Smith. They're both elite tackles. Trent Williams might be considered the best tackle in the league. So that has to be in the play. And yeah, there may be a difference, but I don't think you go from three and five to first round pick at right. 31. Like, I don't right. see that. So right. if you're able to talk to Dallas and say, hey, you know, we got like this second round or this third round pick for you and maybe a fifth round in the next in the next draft or something like that and see what they have to, to think about. I think that Dallas might jump on it because from what I'm hearing, they're in love with this guy, Terrence Steele. And that was another reason that Scott Pioli said teams will be willing to trade guys is if they have emerging young players at that same position and they don't have to pay as much. Sure. They're going to do it. And it saves them five million dollars. Um, so for me, like if the Bengals could get him for like a third or maybe even a fourth, like what if it's the compensatory pick that we're going right. to get? And you're right. telling me I'm getting Tyron Smith like. I'll take me that up. gamble. Yep. Sign me up. I would, I'll take it. I would I would take that gamble. Right. But then there's other guys like you don't have to just go with Tyron Smith. And like when I put this list together, there was a bunch of guys in it. Tyron Smith just kind of stood out just from the financial situation. Another guy that stands out in the same kind of way is actually cheaper than Tyron. But there's a little bit more risk because he's only going to be around for one more year is Mike McGlinchey, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you got kind of the same question marks with Mike McGlinchey. And we think back to 2018, that's when the Bengals were kind of targeting him, right? Right. Uh, for that pick. And then we ended up trading for Cordy Glenn and all of that. So we moved out of the position and he got drafted. And the, another factor that goes into this is actual interest that the Bengals have had with these guys. So they visited with McGlinchey back before the draft. So that took uh, into account for it. And then they've also made trades with the 49ers during the draft. And mm -hmm. so when you look at it, the 49ers really are, have been trying to get up off of McGlinchey. It seems like for two years, you got to think about it. They just, 
They just signed Trent Williams to that huge contract where he's making $26 million a year. Uh, and McGlinchey, even though he's pretty solid, he's not worth the investment that they're putting into him, which is $10 million. The issue with McGlinchey, though, is that he just ended up getting like a, a serious quad injury last season. So it's hard for them to even be able to trade him because there's questions on that. Right. 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 And I was looking at it from that perspective and I feel like with McGlinchey, he's a younger player. So he might command a lot more that you would have to give up than Tyron Smith. But then I started thinking about it. Like, you know, the 49ers need a corner and I'm not saying that this is going to happen, right. but like, why wouldn't you call them and say, Hey, you know, we got Trey Waynes. You got Mike McGlinchey. You <laughs> right. don't want to keep McGlinchey, but you need a corner. Let's do a swap. Or right. you could still try to trade for McGlinchey, too, and try to send them like a third round or a second round because mm -hmm. you can't give them a first because you don't know when the guy's coming back. The injury right. happened during the season. So that's where you can kind of balance and, and do some things there. And if you want me to move away from injury-prone guys, because I know a lot of people are probably like, oh, I don't want these injury-prone guys. There's other guys, too. Jake Matthews with the Falcons. That's a guy that you could potentially target. These are guys with expiring contracts, could be cap casualties, uh, that would be upgrades for this line. And then you talk about Taylor Lewan too. Who knows if the Titans are going to cut him or what you could mm -hmm. dangle out in front of them to try to get him because they're paying Ryan Tannehill all of that money and they're in bad cap situations. So there's a bunch of different guys that it, you could actually go for. Connor McGovern, like there's there's some guys that I wouldn't want either. Like I'm looking at Cody Ford. I'm looking at uh, Jawan Taylor. Like I don't want those guys. Like I'm looking right. at the PFF grades for those guys and I'm like, nah, I, I don't want to give you anything. But you got guys like, DJ Humphreys and other guys that are still available uh, in those situations that you could go for. Another one that I haven't talked about yet either is Lane Johnson. He's another mm -hmm. one. He's obviously a little older, but there's definitely options for them in the trade market that they could look into outside of just free agency or in addition to free agency, where I feel like if you were to go with the Tyron Smith deal, 13 million, right? Right. Other 13 million could go to who? Jesse Bates. Like right. you can you right. can get those guys and bring mm -hmm. them in. Um, and I think that that's actually the best way to go about it, because when you trade for a guy, you might get them on one or two years. Right. But then you can always extend them and then you can always see how it works for those two years. And then you're also going to save money because whenever they sign their deals, it was probably like five, six years ago. <laughs> so it's really a bargain for you at this point. And so that's where I was kind of coming from is. Hey, look into that. Makai Becton, someone just mentioned. Makai Becton, though, I think because he was a top 10 draft pick, and this was just two years ago, mm -hmm. I think you have to give up a lot for a lot more for him just because he's 22 years old. Like, yes, he was hurt last year, but this guy is young. Like, there's nothing that's showing, like, similar to Tyron Smith or McGlinchey that he's had some kind of injury history or anything like that. The dude is still young. And so if they're willing to give them up for a second round draft pick, I'd take it. But I think that they're bluffing. And I think that they at least want a first rounder for him. Then you also have Laramie Tunsil too, right? And I'm yep. I'm cool with Laramie Tunsil, but Laramie Tunsil is that's, also that's third. Cost. That's 31 and something else to get Tunsil though. Oh, oh yeah. And yeah. you got to pay him 18 million, right, which, right. which is a big difference between 10 million with Mike McGlinchey mm -hmm. or 13 million with, with Tyron Smith. So like for me, if I'm Frank Pollock, I'm finding out what is his health like? If it mm. is okay and he can at least play, let's just say, 15 games. Let's say if he misses some games, we want those to be at the beginning of the season. Right. It, can he stay healthy for a playoff push? Mm. And what can Tyron Smith bring? And I think if you can get Tyron Smith for like 15 games and then you go into the playoffs with Tyron Smith and he's still there, bro, yeah. I just – 
Tyron Smith for like <laughs> right. a third or a fourth round pick is oh, yeah. insane. No, I'm with it's you. Insane now, on now, so many levels. I got a question here real quick before I, I got to let you go. Now, this is – I've been getting killed for the, for this take. But mm-hmm. – and it kind of came out yesterday that the, the Bengals might be interested in the center from the Ravens. Now, right. this is this is kind of my take because you know and I know the Bengals don't, historically don't spend money on guards. They spend the money on centers and tackles. Right. So, we already have Trey Hopkins who's under contract, and they're loyal to their players. Mike Brown is loyal to his players to a fault. Right. So, my thought was – I said sign Ryan Jensen – but if you get the guy from from Baltimore, which his his name slips my my mind right now. Bozeman, Bozeman. Yes. Yep. yeah, Bozeman. Thank you. If you get him, mm-hmm. would you? Are you okay with moving Trey Hopkins to guard and then signing another guard? I'm not saying you know not go out and get Corbin or something like that, and and then you have Reef at right tackle, and then go get like you're saying another left tackle and and go with that direction. I know Hopkins wasn't a great guard, but it'd only be a one year thing, and you've got Jackson Carmen, you got Deontay Smith in the background. I think they need mm-hmm. another year seasoning. Just a mm-hmm. thought. What What do you think about that? I mean, you're not wrong for thinking that. It's not like a thing where he's playing a position he's never played before, right? Like he right. was a guard before he was a center. So, you know, I could see them potentially doing that, but it just depends on, you know, how he bounces back. Because I right. think the issue really with Trey is if we were talking about Trey coming off of, let's just say 2020 and not 2021 when he had the injury, I think more people will feel comfortable with it. Right. But right, right, right. he seemed to kind of regress a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, honestly, it's, you can't even call it regressing. It's more of him just getting comfortable and we're right. really not going to see the real trade until this season. Right. You have a, a, ish, a, a knee injury right. like that. It always, it even happened with Geno Atkins. I mean, right. it's going to take time for those yes. guys to, to come back to form, but. You know, I would. He, he heard it in the last game of the season. Was back up playing in July. I mean, that right there right. <laughs> is remarkable in itself to be able to do to do that. I mean, that, that was right. ridiculous. With Bozeman, though, I'm not opposed to taking him uh, either because it seems like Ravens fans do not want him to go to the Bengals. It seems like they <laughs> right, want, exactly. want him that, to that stay there. Alone, let's go get him. <laughs> and you weaken like it's always good when you can weaken a division rival right. and mm-hmm. then also improve your team. It's a win-win. Um, and so you know, I wouldn't be opposed to that, especially if you're telling me, okay. We get Bozeman or Ryan Jensen, whoever you want to get, and then you put Trey Hopkins there, and then you go and get a tackle or somebody as well. Like, as long as we're adding more talent to this offensive line Mm -hmm. in whichever form or fashion and depth, I think that that's what matters most. Yeah, exactly. Because what I want them to do is I want them to fix the line of free agency as much as they can, and I want them to be able to use the draft for depth because we still need – Depth at offensive line, we still need depth at tight end. We still need depth at cornerback because you can get a pretty good cornerback at thirty-one. That could be that could right. be right alongside Cheetah Bay, and you can be right. good there. I know it's you almost got to get out of here, but let me see. Augie wants to know if you can drop a line on how to get your uh, the Migos shirts. Yep, it's uh, newstripecity.com. Newstripecity.com. You can get it there, um, and yeah, appreciate the support. And Andrew Norwell, Hunter Morris. Yes, yes. I think I, mm-hmm. a lot of people have kind of. Well, I'm not going to say a lot of people, but he was also on the list, but he ended up being a free agent. Right. But I think right. Andrew Norwell um, would definitely work out well, especially him being from Cincy coming back. We were talking about him like three years ago when he was right, a free agent. Right. So yeah, he can come on back to Cincinnati for sure. I'm definitely down with it. And I actually talked to UCF Jaguar, who's a Jaguars YouTuber. And he said that he's really struggled with them because he's just not a fit for their scheme. And I was like, well, what scheme do you think he needs to be in? He was like, a zone running scheme. I said, oh, that's come exactly on. what we run. Exactly. Come so, on, bring it. <laughs> yep, come on down. All right, so uh, William House here wants to know, uh, what do you think the chances of getting Pennington in the draft? That I'm not sure. I'm not even going to lie to you, William, because I have not 
um, got into the draft yet. I'm actually putting together my stuff now. So I'm getting my research cranked up now. I really was kind of focusing a little bit on free agency in the See, trade area. It, yeah. It's but, a lot of like last year, dude, uh, like last year, it's like, we got like, we had this, we had the civil war, you know, chase right. versus so, but it, but I didn't, I wasn't a chase guy until they signed reef. Cause that's like, it depends right. on what they do in free agency. It's the right. same thing here. But right. to be honest, I will be surprised if anybody, any of the good offensive linemen are there at 31 for the Bengals to take. There's not that many, it's not as good of an offensive line draft for what I've seen so far as it was last year. It's better DBs, uh, three techs, th- those good, those guys, safeties. I think you get somebody there at 31. Anyway, Ace, right. it's 550. Go have, yes, uh, sir. go appreciate have dinner it. with your, with your wife. And uh, as always, brother, appreciate you. Yes, sir. Who day? Take care, who, guys. Who, who day, bro? All right, guys. Sorry. I was uh, short and sweet. The man had to get going to, like I said, he's going out to eat with his wife, date night. You know, you got to keep the keep the wife happy. So that was a little bit of uh, Ace's thoughts. You can go check out his channel on what he did a video earlier this week on uh, um, Trayvon Smith. So, I mean, there's lots of guys that the Bengals could do. Uh, there's lots of options out there, different trades, different things. We all want to spend, spend the money and fix the offensive line. But yeah, – you got to look at it this way too. Is you you got to get Jesse Bates, and to me, I think Jesse Bates is the big free agent they're going to sign this year. They it seemed like last couple of years they've signed one. I think this year it's going to be Jesse Bates. I'm hoping so. Now they need to get a, a tackle and a guard at least minimum in free agency, and then, like I said, then you can you can supplement in the draft, you know, with cornerback or uh, safety or something like that. So. Anyway, uh, where can we go from here? What? Let's see here. So we got all these different guys we could trade for, and, and that's the thing too. Uh, the other thing is what, with what Ace was saying with the trades. I like what he said. Is it wouldn't cost us a ton to get him. Like if we got Laramie Tunsil, which everybody would like to get, him, that's costing you thirty-one for sure, and probably a second-round pick this year or next year, something like that. So that's where. I would love to get him. I don't want to give up a ton of draft capital because we still need that for depth for this season. So that's where I think it's a fine line of where the Bengals have to to to, to play this. So Armstead, I would love to get. I don't know if we're going to get, get him or not. Now, what Dale said yesterday on the show, Morgan Moses, in my opinion, might be a better shot. And it's not that the Bengals are trying to go cheap. They're trying to be smart with their money because they got a lot of guys to try to sign. And I really don't want to choose between B.J. Hill and Larry O. I want both of them back. I don't know if that's an option or not. But depending on how much money they spend on the offensive line and Jesse Bates, depends on how much money they got left for everybody else. I want C.J. back, which I don't think C.J. is going to cost us a ton to get. He's just too good of a, a locker room leader and 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 a tight end for us. Let's let's be honest. We don't want your sample to be our only uh, tight end, <laughs> you know. So I think they're going to address that in the draft. But I want them to address that with CJ as our number one uh, tight end. All right, I'll get to here, my guy. Thanks, you guys. See the idiot on Twitter who posted that ridiculous trade for Quentin Nelson from Indy first, third. And, oh, and Higgins. I know. Yes, there is no. I did see that. Sorry, dude. There is absolutely no way we are trading T. Higgins. Yeah, yeah. I did see a little bit of that argument. Man, Twitter's been nuts here lately, to be honest. I mean, I mean, my mentions are out the wazoo. It's because uh, I posted stuff about my uh my center deal <laughs> to get 
to get a center and move Hopkins to Garden. Some people like it. Some people don't. And I'm, I know Dale's like, it's not going to happen, but it, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility that that's what they could do because they need two guards. I mean, let, let's be honest, people. We need two guards. We need, I mean, Spain's a free agent. You And it's not going to, I don't think it's going to be Jackson Corman or Deontay Smith. So we need two guards. At least, well, we need at least one. And then you ha- maybe have a competition, you know, at the other guard. I'm hoping it's at least two. But that, that's where I'm like, if you spend the money on a center, and move Trey over to guard for one year. That's all I'm saying. One year, finish his contract out. And and look, you can put it up as a competition. You know, go get Austin Colbert as, as your as your left tackle. Have a competition between Trey, Carmen, and Smith in, in, in training camp. And let the best guy win. Like I said, I don't care who the top, who the five offensive linemen are. I just want the best guys out there. You know, and if it's if Trey Hopkins loses, then you either make him a backup or you cut him, which is fine. But if you had that anchor at center, which I would rather have Jensen, but we'll see, and you get uh, an anchor at left tackle and move Jonah to right and get Corbin, hopefully, at uh, left guard, I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, let's see. Hey, Hunter says, only lineman I want in the draft. What's the realistic of lineman? Not real. I don't think he's going to be there. I would love him to be there. Now, I know last year the Chiefs were able to draft their center. But again, last year was a deeper offensive line draft. This year, it's not. I would love him to be there at 31. I really doubt he will be, but you never know. Maybe they'll get lucky and he will. My thing is, Hunter, I don't want them banking on him being there. That's why I want at least two free agents in on the offensive line. That way, you are more flexible at 31 to dra- draft the best guy there. And if Lionbog is there, Hell yeah, they'll draft him. Uh, absolutely. Do I think he'll be there? No. Let's see here. Uh, Hunter. We could have BJ and Wyatt. And, yeah, Wyatt. And that's the thing, too. Wyatt could be there at 31. And that's the op- that's where I'm, I'm, you know, I want the option. I want it open at, at 31. I don't want to have to go, oh, we have to get an offensive lineman. So, yeah, Wyatt, Wyatt could be there. And that would be fine. Uh, we can get Jensen if we need a set. Yes, I am with you, Augie. I I, I like Jensen a lot. I, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, guy on him. Joe, yeah, we need a right tackle. Well, I'm to the point. If you're going to spend the money, get a left tackle. Move Jonah to right, which is fine. We can get a right tackle if you want to. Hell, we can sign Riley Reef back. You know, I would rather get a tackle that's going to stay there. You know, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I, and if it's, if it's putting Jonah at left and getting a right that stays there for a couple of years, that's fine. Or if it's getting a left and moving Jonah to right, that's fine. I want to get the, the tackle situation fixed. I would like what my dream scenario would be is have our, our right and left tackle fixed and our center fixed. And then the guards, I, I, I keep saying this. I do think Deontay Smith, I do think Jackson Carmen eventually will be our starting guards. So that's what I would like to happen and like i said this is all speculation guys i have no clue what they're going to do i mean first thing i think they need to do is get jesse bates signed now i put something out there on twitter and facebook you know uh, they're talking like 13 million it's kind of what ace just said and that's where i think he's going to be at and and he said it on nfl network that he's not looking to be the highest paid safety which he's not jamal anderson he's not he's right below him you know and if he plays Next year, like he did in the playoffs, that's the Jesse Bates we saw in 2020. 
So if they can lock him up for three years at $13 million a year, sign me up for it. I, I'm good with that. I, I will take that all day long. Because the thing is, you got Von Bell, who I think next year, I think I think he's entering the last year of his contract. So when I think James Rapine said this earlier on the show this week, that you could possibly get a, another safety at 31 if you take care of the offense line in free agency. And that's not to replace Jesse Bates. That would be to replace uh, Von Bell which is things you have to think about. And that's where I keep going with, I want the draft to be for depth. And that's where, that's what championship teams do. You are set. And the only thing the Bengals are not set on is the offensive line. And I hate to say, I don't trust them to draft offensive linemen. They've done it before. I mean, hell, we got the the greatest offensive lineman ever in Anthony Munoz. We got the greatest right tackle, I think, ever in, in Willie Anderson. So this franchise has done it before. They have just swung and missed a lot here lately. And I would really prefer to just at least get the tackles and center set for the next at least two years, three years, and then have the guys, the younger guys behind them develop. And maybe the guys that we draft uh, also develop because uh, Jay Morrison, uh, he tweeted this out. What did he say? Let me check this out here real quick. I saw this. Right, and I retweeted it right before I went on because it was from. Uh, let me bring it up here. Come on, get my phone to work. Um, blah, 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 blah. Where's that? There it is. Uh, Dan Jeremiah on a pre draft conf- combine conference call. The Bengals are going to be able to find guys in the third and fourth round of this draft who are better than some of the guys that started in the Super Bowl. So that's where that doesn't mean that they should start but they're better than the guys we have. That means depth, you know. The guys we could sign are going to be better <laughs> than the guys we have. And, and let's be honest. I mean, Isaiah Prince was not supposed to start. Riley Reef was. And when Reef was in there, our offensive line was okay. And we really only had one problem. The problem, when he got hurt, we had two problems, and they're both right next to each other. So and that goes back to what Ace says, is these guys he's talking about, you, you're taking a chance. But that's kind of where the Bengals are at. You might need to take a chance on some of these guys and hope if they're injured it's at the beginning of the season and not the end, end of the season like Riley Reef did. All right, let's see here. Haas. Okay, we could get Trent Brown for the right tackle, Nora, right guard, resign Spain, and I really believe Hopkins will be better next year than the town around. And I have nothing against Trey at center. I think Trey is a good center. I respect the hell out of him for coming back like he did. And I think, you know, he got better as the season went on. So, I, yeah, I'm fine. That sounds good to me, Hoss. I, I really do like that. Augie, respect to Bates. He's looking to get paid but not break up the squad as well, seeing what the potential we have. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's where a lot, And that's where I kind of go back again, Augie, where I think we might get some of these free agents that, are the higher, well, I won't say higher ones, but maybe mid-tier that we might be able to get a little cheaper because they want to come here and have a chance to win. Like, I'll go back to what Dale said. Morgan Moses, I think he's only 31. That would not be bad to get Moses at, at left tackle. And we keep talking about left tackle because a lot of left tackles are out there. And let's be honest, Jonah Williams has been good at left tackle, not elite at left tackle. You know, when you draft him first round and he's a left tackle, you want him to be an elite tackle. And he hasn't been there. 
And I think he might do better on the right side. I am not against keeping him on the left side. I'm just saying if you get a established left tackle, just move him to the right side. You can always move him back later. You know, it's Whitworth has done it. <laughs> you know, it can, it can happen. All right, Greg. Bengals signed Trey for $14 million per year over three, and he was not in the top 10 corners. Coming out of free agent, uh, Vice Bates is a top five safety worth 15 a year plus three guaranteed 30 million. Yeah. Uh, yeah and, and Trey, well, I don't know what they're waiting on Trey to, 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 to uh, cut him. I'm surprised they haven't yet. Maybe they're trying, like I said, like Ace said, maybe they're trying to trade him, uh, which hell, if they, we could trade him for Tyron Smith, uh, sign me up, dude. I'll take it. That would be great. Um, like I said, we're just, like I said, we're just all speculating here. I wish I had, I wish I was a Bengals insider. That'd be awesome. So Bengals, if you want me to be a Bengals insider, let me know. Since that Bengals, I'm just tried, tired of our offense line getting bull rushed. So I hope we get three offense linemen this year. Dude, I'm with you. I I, I want three. I And if you're talking three, then you're talking a tackle and two guards at least, at minimal, which is not out of the realm of possible. And, but sorry, one of the guards could be Quentin Spain, which I'm not against. Q. I like Q. I thought he did a good job for us. Yes, he got beat on the last play, but overall, I think he did a good job. I think you're not going to get him for a one-year prove deal. You might get him for two years. And if you get him for two years, again, that leaves Jackson Carmen, Deontay Smith, time to develop and get better. So I, I you know, so I'm 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 okay with bringing him back and put him at left or right. And if you get Corbett and put him at left guard, that'd be fine. You know, and get a, a I, I would preferably you want your best guys on the left side. You want your best guys on the blind side of Joe Burrow. So if we can get a new left tackle and a new left guard and move Jonah to right and Q to right and leave Trey at center, that's fine with me. I, I'd take that too. Like I said, we got like another two weeks to discuss about this, you know, so we're going to be kind of talking about the same, same things. Uh, Joe, let's just block. <laughs> Let's just block our quarterback. Yeah, it would be nice if we could block him. Uh, Jonah would be better at right tackle. This is from Augie. Jonah would be better at right tackle. At least he gets beat. Joe can see the rush. True. And one of the problems with Jonah, and it's, it is a problem, and it would, wouldn't would be as big a problem on the right side, in my opinion, because he has short arms. He wouldn't be going always against the best pass rusher. Now, he's went against a lot of good ones this year, and he's held his own. So this is nothing against Jonah. If Jonah is our left tackle next year, I'm fine with it. If we have another right tackle, I'm fine with that. Like I said, I can't emphasize this enough. I don't care (laughs) who the starting five are as long as the starting five are the Jackson five, you know, and they're the best guys on the team out there to block for jackpot Joey Burrow, block for primetime Joe Mixon, and watch this offense take off. Sign me up for it. It's going to be a lot of fun watching this team next year. And that's where the priority of this offseason has to be. First of all, it has to be with Jesse Bates. Let me clarify that. Second, it's the offensive line, which I'm not going to say one. It's 1-1-A. One, one They're on the same level. you got to get Jesse Bates resigned. I really don't want them to put Jesse Bates on the franchise tag because that does hurt the cap. You know, it is harder to absorb 
a franchise tag than it is to a, a contract. Contract, they can do guaranteed money up front, signing bonuses spread out over three, four years. You know, franchise, it's bam, one year, and this is what it is, and it doesn't go anywhere. So I'm sure they're trying to do it. And I'll go back to what Troy Blackburn told me outside of practice that they want to resign him, which I completely believe they do. I believe Jesse Bates wants to be here. It's just a matter of finding the right amount of money in the right amount of years. And I really hope they do. I, I would I would love to sit there and tell you, yes, I think it's going to happen. I'm more, I won't say confident, but I wouldn't be shocked if the tag if he gets tagged. And I hate that. I don't want him to get tagged. But I think we I think next week, maybe the week after that is the last weeks. Uh, they have left to try to get something work out with Jesse Bates. So there's still time to find out. And by the way, I said this a little bit yesterday. If you guys are interested in going to the Combine here in Indianapolis, well, not here, but in Indianapolis, which is about two hours away from here, the tickets are free. I got them. You just got to go to the NFL Combine uh, website, and it'll it has all the days listed of, of who's, what day, you know, what position each day. And all you got to do is fill it out and you can get up to five free tickets. So I will be there Sunday. And like I said, when's the last time you ever heard of anybody giving away free tickets? It's combine. I, if you like that stuff, I do. I'm a geek. I like that stuff. All right. Let's see here. Uh, let me get here. Uh, Greg, you said Riley Reef. Riley at right tackle, Joan at right guard, Trey to left tackle, free agent signing, left tackle, and then you met uh, Trey to left guard. Yeah. I bet you got here. Riley Reef, tackle, Jonah, right tackle. Yeah. And then that, that might happen. Uh, Troy Hopkins already told told you what the Bengals – you talking about Butch? <laughs> what did he say? I, don't, I missed that one. Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Jesse Bates said in his interview, he's not trying to be the highest paid safety. So with that 70 right there, he would take less money to stay with it. Yeah. And a, yeah, it's not even less money. It's he's not going to get the 20 million or 18 million or whatever that Jamal Anderson got. Augie. Look how far we got with the O-line. Even if we slightly upgrade, we hoist the trophy. We can't tag Bates. It would be disgraceful for him for what he's asking for. Yeah, I yeah, I I would not I would prefer to not tag tag Bates. I mean, but if they can't, that's their only option. It, Augie, if they can't get something signed, I mean the thing is if they tag him. Then they can still negotiate, and then they, I think, they can take the tag off and sign a contract. So tagging him just prevents him from becoming a free agent this year. Which, the worst case, they're going to tag him. Hopefully, they won't. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think this is going to be a short show. Short show because I'm going to go out with my girls tonight, and they're going to go do friends trivia. I'm going to go drink beer and. Watch them for a little bit. So, if you guys are 90s kids, um, which I mean, I'm not a 90s kid. I get married in 90s, love friends. My wife loves friends. Our daughter loves friends. 
So they're going to go to trends, a friend's uh, uh, trivia tonight. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Bill, what do you got here? Uh Tag him also limits our free agent spending. Yes, it does. That tagging is not, I don't want them to tag them. You're right. Because if they tag Bates, then that money is gone for this year. So, yeah. Augie. Okay, true. Just don't want to. I don't want to scroll star. No, near do I, dude. And like I said, it's the tag is not a good thing, but it's what they have. And if they can't come to agreement, they got to do something. They can't just let him go. So hopefully they won't tag him. I don't want them to tag him. I want them to find out what's going on. All right, let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And as always, I appreciate every single one of them. They're Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Cincinnati Reds, rounding third, heading for home, Bearcat Ruckus, the Ice Bar, the Ohio State Bucknuts. And they follow me on all my social media platforms, all under sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling off the sound later on tonight, put it on the podcast. It's on Beanpod, Apple, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a comment some more Cincinnati fans. You can find my podcast. I would love to get like a thousand downloads on my podcast. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors about sports with strawberry ice. And YouTubers. As always, you guys are my originals. I'm at 1,507 subscribers. Let's try to get to 2,000 as fast as we can. I would greatly appreciate it. Let me get to the last couple of comments here. Tony, Jeff Hobson already told you that Carmen and Smith get a chance at O-line. The Bengals are going to need for four to five DBs. Well, that's Jeff Hobson's. That doesn't necessarily mean what's what's going to happen. Jeff Hobson always wants to draft defensive guys too, which I agree that that could happen. That, that doesn't mean exactly that's where it's going to happen. Jeff Butch has been known to be wrong sometimes. Uh, see, that's what Joe Bill says. That's why moving Jordan could Jonah could be problematic. Yeah, that's right. All right, guys, I think I want to get the heck on out of here. It's Friday. You guys enjoy your weekend. Next week, I see Monday, I got John Sheeran, the brain from the Orange and Black Insider Podcast. He's on. We'll get his thoughts. What else? On free agency, draft, all that stuff. And hopefully, maybe by the weekend, we'll find out some news about Jesse Bates. That would be awesome. Maybe a trade. Who knows? Other than that, you guys have a great weekend. And as always, that's just sports, baby. See ya!
Watch it black and white, we build it. Earn our stripes, you know we kill it. Bleed our colors, drunk.